Hey everyone, we hope you had a safe holiday and that your 2021 is off to a great start. We're so grateful to still be here sharing stories of kindness in action on our fifth season. In upcoming episodes, we'll be featuring the most inspiring youth-focused organizations as well as driven and compassionate young leaders making an impact in their community. But before we officially kick off, we wanted to ask for your support. If you haven't already, we would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast. And if you have, we actually want to hear from you. So please write us a review and rate our podcast. We always appreciate the feedback. This season of Sincerely Human is sponsored by Riley's Way Foundation. Through community-focused programs, Riley's Way inspires teens to lead with empathy and kindness to build a better, kinder, more just world. From connecting student leaders to awarding grants for projects that amplify kindness, Riley's Way Foundation equips the next generation of leaders with the tools and resources they need to envision change and achieve it. I remember just having to work so hard at such a young age to overcome my dyslexia. And through this process, what I carried with me to middle school was this idea of, oh, I'm not supposed to be good or good enough or as good of a student or as smart as my peers. And I kind of settled at that mentality. And even though it's so scary and there's always like the voice in the back of your head telling you that, oh, I can't do this. I really encourage people to just allow that voice in your head, that internal voice to kind of be telling you other things. Like, I can do it. Why can't I do it? I remember when I was in eighth grade and I wanted to break out of my shell. I was like, why can't I do it? Like, there's no reason. That's such a simple phrase. Like, why can't I do it? And that kind of changed the whole way I looked at everything I was doing. You're listening to Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. Welcome to the show. Did you know that one in five children in the U.S. have learning disabilities, like dyslexia? These disabilities have nothing to do with intelligence, and yet, these students often struggle in school because they fail to get the support they need. I grew up having dyslexia. That's Gia Gambino. You might remember her from a previous feature we did with the Riley Sway Foundation. And this was really hard for me because I would come home after school and I would have tutors. I would be in what us students would call the lower English section, but it wasn't the lowest English section. It was actually just a group of students who learned differently from everybody else. By middle school, Gia had overcome many of her reading challenges, but she still had a hard time recognizing her skills. What I carried with me to middle school was this idea of, oh, I'm not supposed to be good are good enough or as good of a student or as smart as my peers. And I kind of settled at that mentality. And I was so scared to participate in class all the time. And I would just be a really quiet student. I would always look at my friends and be like, wow, she's so smart, but that couldn't be me. Gia is a native New Yorker and an only child. My dad is so funny. 
He's my biggest cheerleader. I love spending time with him. We always play games together and just are goofy. So it's a pretty crazy household, pretty upbeat. My dad is Italian-American, so he brings in his values to my life. He's taught me a lot about what it means to be an Italian-American and working hard, and he's taught me a lot about what that means. My mom is so smart, so funny, so hardworking. Gia considers her mom her best friend. You know, we work together, we play together. That's Elizabeth Gambino, Gia's mom. You know, my job can be demanding, so some nights he'll find us just sort of sitting together in a room. I'll be on her beanbag and she'll be at her desk and we're doing our work, but we're, you know, kind of checking in with each other. What do you think of this? You know, how does this sound? That sort of thing. Uh, So even, you know, those times when we're really busy, we try to make sure that we're spending that time together as well. And she's a lot of fun. We've had some really fun times together. A few years ago, we... uh, I don't know what got into us, but we just sort of um, threw down some plastic bags and had a water fight in the apartment. So, (laughs) Whether they're working or having fun, Gia and Elizabeth complement each other. I tend to be more of an introvert, so maybe a little bit more cautious. She's less like that. She has so much courage. I mean, she just loves doing new things. She loves trying new things. You go to a a theme park and she'll want to go on the hardest ride, you know, the scariest ride. She's pulled me along to do things that I never thought I would do in a million years. I don't think I would have had the courage to start my own business if, you know, I didn't know Gia. You know, so that's been huge. One thing Elizabeth noticed is how hard Gia works on herself. I really wanted to become a good student. I really wanted to be able to raise my hand in class and feel confident. So I started to take tallies of how often I would participate in class and I would up the ante every once in a while. I would say, now you have to participate two times in class, things like that. So in eighth grade, I started to kind of break out of my shell of being super shy, just like, oh, I'm not supposed to be good enough. And then in ninth grade, I then decided I wanted to kind of become a leader. So in ninth grade, I joined Riley's Way. And this was an opportunity where I started to really become passionate about developing my leadership skills. Gia joined the Riley's Way Council at her school. The council is a program of Riley's Way Foundation, a nonprofit that empowers young leaders to use kindness and empathy to create meaningful connections and positive change. These councils are meant to connect public and private high schools and to inspire teens from those schools work on projects that make positive impacts in their communities. You know, in Riley's Way, you're surrounded by a bunch of people who really want to support you. So I remember one of my memories there was we were going around talking about a project we wanted to do. And then I got asked to say on the spot a draft mission statement. And I remember I was really nervous because mission statements, you know, every word matters. So I remember saying a draft mission statement in the moment and then finishing to a round of applause by the entire council. And that was a moment where I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. I'm kind of doing this. Slowly, Gia became more confident in her ability to speak up on things that mattered to her. It has been one of my professional greatest joys getting to watch her grow and transform these past four years. That's Lauren Schenkman, program director at Riley's Way Foundation. When she came to our first couple council meetings in ninth grade, 
she didn't speak that much during the meetings. She usually waited till the end, but she spoke at every meeting. But there was something she did, which is something she still does, which I think is absolutely remarkable, is she would just take in everyone in the room. You know those people who just sort of sparkle and are always active listeners and who just are connecting from the moment they walk in with you? And there's something quite unique and magical that you almost can't put into words. I would say by the end of that year, though, she wasn't just speaking at the end of the meetings. She was leading conversations. Today, Gia is serving her third year as the co-chair of her council, made up of fellow students from the Hewitt School and students from the Young Women's Leadership School of Astoria in New York City. She might have started out shy, but then she spoke at our largest fundraiser in front of 500 people. And there wasn't one person in that entire room who wasn't moved. And I think that's something that's remarkable about Gia. When she speaks, you lean in because it's coming from such a real place. In 2020, Gia participated in the Call for Kindness, a national competition that awards grants to teen-led projects that inspire kindness, strengthen communities, and bring people together. Her submission involved RISE, a youth-led project she founded to support students with learning differences and their parents. We teach about learning differences and we also work to break harmful misconceptions about them, you know. Things like, oh, extended time isn't there. Oh, students with learning disabilities aren't as smart as students without a learning disability. Gia is aware that not everyone with a learning disability has the same privileges she's had. At RISE, she works to ensure that other students find the resources available to them. The educational system is something that's really complex, and especially with finding support for learning disabilities, it can be really hard to kind of navigate it. And I was lucky enough to have the privilege to have tutors after school that would help me grow with my learning disability. But it's not something you grow out of. So it's something you need to learn to learn with. And it's really hard to understand the educational system and how to get the support you need. So RISE kind of walks you through how to navigate those types of things, how to support your child in different scenarios, what they may be. Gia's goal is also to create a more inclusive environment at school. At RISE, they send out newsletters and organize webinar discussions about the misconceptions surrounding learning disabilities. RISE also has a mentoring program that connects younger students to high school and college students who have learned how to live with their learning disabilities. I remember a feeling of, am I always going to be like this? Am I always going to be a step behind everyone else? But when you see somebody older than you that has actually been through it and is still like going on their life with a learning disability, it kind of brings hope to kids, I found. Gia's story is one of personal growth and resilience, but she also recognizes the support of her parents and mentors at Riley's Way. My mom worked with me a lot because she could give me the parent perspective of it because, you know, she actually had to do the navigating of the educational system and she helped me understand what it's like to raise a kid with learning disabilities. And Riley's Way has given me so many opportunities to pursue what I love to do and also grow as a leader. You know, I've spoken at events in front of hundreds of people, done podcasts, webinars, and I work with the Riley's Way staff all the time. I've 
actually been able to be a part of every single intersection or every single part of Riley's way in some capacity, which has challenged me, but it's also been so fun. There's never something I don't enjoy doing. Now 17 years old, Gia has not only managed her dyslexia, but is now involved in several community initiatives. Like many of the young advocates and activists we've seen across the news and social media, Gia has organized projects that tackle pressing societal topics like understanding privilege and changing the narrative around immigration. She's also fundraised for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. In every project Gia gets involved with, she uses kindness as her guiding principle. Kindness is so overlooked in our generation, you know, because our lives become so busy that we don't prioritize showing up for one another. We don't prioritize self-kindness. We don't prioritize really being kind to one another. Kindness can change somebody's day. It can change somebody's mood. And it's so contagious. And somebody could really be at a tipping point. You never know what somebody's going through. So just being kind can really change a whole lot. And I feel like kindness embodies calling people into different things that we're doing, checking in with one another, being an active listener of different backgrounds, different perspectives. And those skills that kind of fall under being kind are kind of a recipe for success in a way, you know, because to make the meaningful change that we want to see in this world, we need to be listening to one another. Lastly, Gia has some advice for us. Something I've learned over the years is that You know, I've definitely faked it till I made it. I've definitely just kind of dived into projects without really knowing what I was doing, without having as much experience in different things. And even though it's so scary and there's always like a voice in the back of your head telling you that, oh, I can't do this. I really encourage people to just find a way to either ignore the voice, but more importantly, allow that voice in your head, that internal voice, to kind of be telling you other things. Like, I can do it. Why can't I do it? If you want to learn more or get involved with RISE, head on over to their website, risewithld.org. Thank you so much for listening. If you felt inspired by Gia's story, please don't forget to share it. We'll be back next week with another story of a youth leader creating change in their community. So stay tuned for that.